Hi everyone, it's Joey. I wanted to talk a little bit today about our executive function. So talking about the brain and cognition and executive functions are often referred to as higher level functions and it's it's our capacity for abstract thinking, um, for relating to each other, for monitoring oneself and having an awareness of oneself. It's our working memory. It's planning. Um, and it, in some ways it may be what separates us from other animals. So it's also about our self-control, attention, motivation, and I think bits of our personality probably are also um, operating in the frontal cortex and the executive function. And I want to talk about what happens when we have chronic symptoms. And so it could be anything at all, you know, tinnitus, dizziness, vertigus, vertigo, pain. But to a certain extent, I want to make it, I suppose, a conversation and something in our awareness that, you know, when people are in a functional MRI machine and we're looking at where the brain is firing up and lighting and where it's active, for people with chronic symptoms, there is a, a cognitive load and an executive function load that the brain is actually monitoring those symptoms and also trying to plan and figure out what to do about those symptoms. And if you think about just moving in daily life, you know, shopping, picking up kids, trying to concentrate in a work meeting, it's eating up some of our load. It's eating up some of our battery power and our resources mentally and emotionally. So that's where, first of all, to have a lot of compassion towards yourself and the load that your brain is carrying, the extra load, when symptoms are louder, stronger, more intense, and to be really aware of in what ways you can minimise your executive function load. So what that can look like is things like simply stop and eliminate anything that doesn't need to happen or that's not important to you um, on that given day. So that would be the first thing is just delete things that you don't need to do that day. Another thing we can do to really help make it easier for our brain to regulate itself and adapt and recover from overload is delegate. So just notice what things do I not personally have to take care of today? In what ways can I hand that over and delegate it or even delay it and postpone it, um, reschedule, etc. And another one is uh, prioritize, you know, focus on what is most essential and necessary for you to personally do that day and really simplify um, your to-do list. And I know for some people, on some days with very, very intense symptoms, that will be like getting up and having a shower might be the only thing that happens for that day, that it's a very sensory, quiet day with a very low working load on the memory and on the planning and on relating to the outer world. Um, and, you know, a lot of people with chronic symptoms of any kind will report things like memory issues or even personality changes difficulty concentrating, brain fog, and then all of the migraine cluster symptoms. And I think it's this complex interplay 
of having bodily sensations being neurologically active and firing in the body and brain. And then the brain also monitoring that, problem solving that, trying to find meaning and figure out where those sensations fit in, which is sort of that um, problem solving aspect of, of our brain for better or worse. It's not always helpful. But just having an awareness that the brain is noticing that sensory signal or pattern and then it's putting energy into trying to figure it out. And the more we focus on our symptoms, the more the brain will do that, which makes everything more attended to, more of our brain allocation energy and resources go into those symptoms and that can really cause this ongoing cycle of symptoms. So when we enter the Rocksteady program, we're really learning how to body scan and shift some of that monitoring, self-monitoring to the full and whole body. So it's not just on symptoms anymore. We look at every single sensation in the body and we treat all sensations with equal value. We're looking at practicing a lot of kindness and compassion, which will also activate new um, relationship connection, oxytocin areas of the brain building that relationship with ourselves to be more kind, compassionate, slow, loving, caring. And we're doing all of this while symptoms are still there. So we're actually learning to change how we're using our brain. And we're taking away the tasks, the deadlines, the agendas, which can feed more into that fight, flight, freeze, urgency, um, brain cycles. So I guess I just wanted to talk about, A, cut yourself some slack if you're feeling that brain fog, mental heaviness, reduced memory, you know, difficulty concentrating. And notice that the more you can pause and body scan, you're really training your powers of attention, your capacity to control your attention, to focus where you want it to be. You can put it into your big toe, into your knee, into your hip, into your breath, wherever you choose. And simply practicing to shift your attention at your own will builds up that trust in your body too, that I have more control over my attention. I have more control over where my brain focuses its energy and its neurological attention. Um, so these are all really supportive tools and, and skills. Um, just trying to think what else I want to say on this topic. I think in general, learning to understand our brain and our sensory profile and our sensory loading and Understanding how much effort our brain is putting into daily life, especially when we're juggling and carrying the complexity of complex symptoms on top of that. I think that's really useful to help us build compassion and understand what we can control. And that's really the modules of the Rocksteady program take you through that process of learning what can I control here and what can I not control, but can I surrender to and stop putting effort actually. We don't want to put unnecessary and unhelpful effort into places that just rob us of our vitality and um, it's a futile a futile effort. So we want to really look at how are my senses taking in information? How is that impacting my brain and body? How much sensation, sensory input is really nourishing for me and giving me energy, helping me concentrate, helping me feel more organized on the inside? So when we have sensory deprivation, we can feel very disorganized and lost. And actually that's why with um, many of our body scanning um, exercises specifically for triple PD, it's lots of coming into lifting the spine and actually boosting that sensory input. We want the muscles and the spinal muscles and the 
the trunk muscles and everything to be giving the brain all of that vestibular input. So it's added sensory input to help the brain find its center and feel direction. And when we're not using those muscles and we're collapsing and we're slumped in the couch, for example, the brain's getting much less vestibular input and sensory input to help it create those maps and to understand where it is. So again, the executive function load and that that brain fog feeling and lack of concentration or just total energy uh, fatigue and exhaustion, part of that can be we're not getting the best out of the brain we have and we're not we may not be understanding our sensory profile and our sensory needs to help the body organize all of that internal information feel centered feel grounded feel emotionally regulated soothed settled etc so it really is a bit of a jigsaw puzzle and it's a process of really going deeply into our inner experience and understanding how we receive information, how we organize information internally, how we process and metabolize that information, and then creatively express it at the other end. How are we using that information to grow, evolve, transform, and be shaped by life? So I just thought it'd be interesting to add in that piece about executive function and the take-home being simplified, you know, for many of us, multitasking, rushing, deadlines, lots of strict external um, metrics or standards is just really unhelpful, especially if we are feeling very fatigued, dizzy, very sensitive, um, or going through a really uh, strong experience of tinnitus sounds. All of that puts a lot more pressure onto our executive functioning and can make very simple daily tasks feel really difficult and challenging and of course that then can spiral into shame issues um, poor self-esteem you know reduced sense of self and there's just there's the whole physical mental emotional spiritual intersect it's all happening and it's all connected so just simply learning how to pause slow down delete delegate reschedule prioritize um, and automate. That's the other one I didn't mention is just use technology to support you. Maybe you don't want to go into the supermarket or the market to go shopping because you just know that your brain doesn't need more sensory input. You've already at your limit. So order online, get delivery if you can. Automate paying bills. Automate whatever you can that then frees you up. Your brain doesn't have to juggle as many balls. So these are all tricks that you can use in your own way, in your own life to support that process of softening, compassion, kindness, slowing down, body scanning, sensing and feeling. It's really hard to sense and feel and be present if we're mentally juggling 10 or 12 balls in any given moment all the time. So I might just finish by saying I, I quite enjoy the metaphor of using a phone. You know, I've got my iPhone here. And if I have all the apps open and all the apps working all at once, my, the battery on my phone will be drained very quickly and my phone will then be of no use. I can't use it at all. I can't call anyone. I can't text. I can't do anything with it. I simply have to go and put it on the charge. And human beings are no different. So we want to understand how many apps can I have open at any one point in time? What what kind of things that I do or feel or think, what kind of habits are actually putting me into that shutdown, meltdown, burnout um, space where I, where I then have to basically shut out, uh, switch myself off 
and go and recharge. So it's like I haven't been respecting my limits or my boundaries. I've pushed myself to the point that I'm completely now switched off and my brain is going no more. I will not take any more input. I'm not going to talk about it. I just want to shut down and recuperate. So all of that is actually fine. It's just super inconvenient. If we're experiencing these shutdowns or migraines or meltdowns or burnout and it's happening out of control. So prevention is all about coming back to that analogy of the iPhone, learning how do I recharge to make sure my battery level is always getting topped up in how many apps can I have open, which apps are most important to me and do I want to prioritize, you know, where am I putting my energy, where am I putting my executive brain function, what relationships are most important to me, where do I want to focus. And another one that I don't think we talk about enough, although it comes up all the time in the Rocksteady program, is enjoyment, pleasure, joy, special interests, fixations. If you First of all, it's important we know these things for ourselves. We have to know what we desire, what lights us up, because that is, again, nourishing for the brain. It's putting the brain into a place of easy flow, easy computing, and we get that beautiful neurochemical cocktail flush of feel-good neurotransmitters. So that's another piece that's um, really central to the Rocksteady process of understand your desired sensations and the activities and interests that naturally and easily stimulate your brain. And honestly, it could be anything from music to craft to cooking, gardening, fishing, unusual collections, whether it's stamp collections or marbles, um, bushwalking, hiking, researching birds, dinosaurs. There is no limit to what your special interest or interests could be. But the question that's more important is do you know what your special interests are and are you allowing yourself that time to deeply focus on what gives you pleasure and enjoyment and are you putting enough time into those beautiful activities and special interests so that your brain can get all of that neurological benefit because when we're in our flow and in our special interests, the brain is happy and it's pinging and there's this sense of um I've just got this image of like a river flowing. It's not dammed. It's not blocked. It's not dry. There's an ease of flow that it's it's not effortful. It's effortless. Whereas I think sometimes when we're trying to be something we're not and we're putting our energy into those futile efforts, for example, of trying to get rid of symptoms or trying to figure out symptoms or whatever it might be, there's a lot of blockages and it's energy exhausting. It doesn't bring on vitality or vibrancy. It drains us. So simply identifying these habits that may have formed subconsciously or involuntarily. And now as we bring our awareness there, which is something we do in module three of the Rocksteady program, we can gently use that awareness to shift how we might go about our day. So I thought that would be um, a really useful conversation to, to begin thinking about our sensory load, our overall brain function, and how we're nourishing and nurturing the brain and the body that we're born with to get the best out of it. We're not going to get a different brain or a different body, so it's important we understand what we have and how to best work with it. For those of you in the Rocksteady program, please bring your questions, your insights, your stories, your reflections, your challenges to our live group monthly calls um, and let us know what you're learning about your body, your brain, your capacity, your resources, and how you're navigating uh, this 
beautiful self-inquiry journey. So it's a little bye for now.